On the first day of life, Dave Chewbacca gave to me a sweetpeatertoyhut.com. On the second day of life, Dave Chewbacca gave to me two bounty hunters and a sweetpeatertoyhut.com. On the third day of life, Dave Chewbacca gave to me three lightsabers, two bounty hunters, and a sweetpeatertoyhut.com. Guys, guys, hang on. We haven't got all day. Let's just take it from 12 and get the hell out of here. Okay? Go. On the 12th day of life, Dave Chewbacca gave to me 12. Ah, oh, muy goberfish. 10 oil baths. Nine pod racers. Eight, it's a trap. Custom boxes, seven. Five fully operational battle stations. Four yelp nubs. Three lightsabers. Two bounty hunters. And a sweet Toyhut.com. All too easy. The Millwall Brick. A pretty good reason to let newspapers just die off. I'm Joe Fulgham. Why make shivs out of toilet paper? Hey, shit happens. I'm Lisa Gimino. Is that a ferret in your pants? Or are you just, ah, my face! I'm Torn Atkinson. You know what Tron was missing? Hedgehogs. I'm Kevin Leeson, and this is Caustic Soda. Ah! Improvised weapons. So this is more like the weapons that the groundlings use. That's right. Where they they take uh, you know a hat. Whose line is it anyway? If it was combat sports. That's right. Mm-hmm. Whose attack is it anyway? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whose shiv is it anyway? <laughs> An improvised weapon is a device that was not designed to be used as a weapon, but can be put to that use. Uh, they are generally used for self-defense or where the person is otherwise unarmed. In some cases, improvised weapons are commonly used by attackers in street fights, muggings, murders, or during riots, usually when conventional weapons such as firearms are unavailable or inappropriate. Oh, so this is like that scene in The Outsiders where they all pull out their bike chains and their, uh, you know, baseball bats. And yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's Rolling a specific pins. difference between an improvised weapon and a concealed weapon. Rolling uh, pins and tire irons and pens and pool cues and, and broken bottles. And bears and lions and tigers. Improvise comes from the Italian improvisare, or from the Latin improvisus. Unforeseen or unexpected. Oh, An yeah. unexpected weapon. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And weapon comes from Old English wapen, instrument of fighting and defense from Proto-Germanic wapnen. Okay, oh, that but is it's totally an onomatopoeia, right? But it's so much less wappen. cool when you call it a wapen. <laughs> yeah. Remember that series of movies, Lethal Wapen? <laughs> the fear of firearms is hoplophobia, which is a pejorative neologism. I think we've mentioned this before. Pejorative neologism, <laughs> yeah. did you say? Yeah, neologism meaning new word. I've oh, run I thought into, you meant new spooge. There's actually... <laughs> <laughs> Neologism. <laughs> there's a, a sexual form of it called hoplophilia, becoming oh. sexually aroused by guns. Welcome, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Torrin. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Joe. Honored, as always, to be here. Lisa Gimino of our hand-to-hand combat. And blunt, blunt and objects. And blunt, blunt objects episodes. Mm-hmm. 
generally the things where you hit people. Yeah, violence uh -huh. related, I described yeah. it. Was, yeah. right. It's her thing. Yeah. So I want to talk about some improvised weapon through history. I, kind of, I wanted to go back as far as I could. Of course, the first weapons were probably improvised. Yeah, right. Rocks I mean, and oh, rocks and sticks and things like that. I, this is from the Bible. Therefore, it must be true. It's a literal account. Possibly based on a God. story relatively similar to what's actually written down. God wouldn't lie to us. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> As he approached Lehi, the Philistines came towards him, that Samson shouting, The Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him. The ropes on his arms became like charred flax, and the bindings dropped from his hands. Finding a fresh jawbone of a donkey, he grabbed it and struck down a thousand men. Nice. Okay, so is that one at a time? Yeah, it, it, or it's or obviously like a boomerang. It's obviously Bruce <laughs> no. Lee style. Yeah, either that or he's like he's like Sauron at the beginning of Lord of the Rings. You know, oh, just like yeah. just right. taking swings yeah. and like, hordes of people falling back. He's not three hundred feet tall, so I doubt it's going to be the whole like wiping out half an army in one shot. But it could be that his hair is three hundred feet long, and that gives him the strength to do that because Samson gets his strength from the long locks he's got. Right, right Forgot. from the uh, the mullet, which makes it kind of odd that so many conservative Christians have short haircuts. <laughs> All I know is my arms were once described as charred flax, <laughs> but I couldn't hurt anyone with that donkey bone. That's <laughs> what I've nicknamed my penis. Charred flax? Thousand Philistines. No, donkey bone. Philistines. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, going a little bit closer. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. That, and she said it that exact thousand, same way. Yeah. yeah. How was Kevin? Brutal. Uh, in 272 Pyrrhus, known for his Pyrrhic victory... Pyrrhus the person, not the Pyrrhus the place? Not, is Pyrrhus a place? No, Paris. I don't know. You, Pyrrhus, France. Uh, <laughs> that's Paris. But yeah, I see. In 272, Pyrrhus attacked Sparta. He entered the streets with his armies by stealth and then caught, found himself caught in a confused battle in the narrow city streets. During the confusion, an old Argiad woman watching from a rooftop threw a roofing tile, which stunned him, Ooh. allowing an Argive soldier to behead him. Oh, wow. See, roofing tile, not necessarily a weapon. That's definitely improvised. There we go. Yeah. And she just was like, what's with this guy attacking my town? And threw, in it, threw that roofing tile and got him in the head. Now, the Spartans <laughs> were nowhere near as nice as they're portrayed in the 300 films. But they did teach their women to fight because they believed that warrior women um, made warrior babies. Oh, oh yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And, and they did actually, one woman is recorded as saying to her husband, come back with your, to her son, come back with your shield or on it. Yeah. The, the, come yeah, back with what? With, with your, your shield, shield or, or upon it. it. Oh. Basically, in victory or dead. I guess trying. it makes sense if, you know, you send all the women into battle, the most warrior ones will come back, and then they will have the warrior babies. Oh, this is a real Darwinist kind of point of view over here. They were here. also renowned for teaching the women to dance naked in the streets. This is a wicked it's, awesome combo. It's my understanding that the Spart the reason the Spartans had a professional army, we're kind of getting off onto a side note here, is because they were slave owners, and they didn't have to actually do anything because their slaves did everything. Right. So the only job they had was to make sure their slaves didn't revolt. Yep. And so, so they, they became people. a professional rich guy army right. who owned slaves and made sure their their slaves didn't go anywhere and all they did for fun was practice being soldiers and they were also the best armed and armored fighting force because they were all rich could, could afford the best armor and, and uh, they could obviously spare roofing tiles to stun yes. their enemies with that's correct and they were crafty uh, moving ahead in time 190 BC Hannibal alright you guys remember this guy crossing the yeah, Alps yeah I ain't getting to no plane <laughs> is, an is an elephant an improvised weapon <laughs> In 190 BC, he sent a message to uh, King Eumenes, who he was going to defend. He was going to defend against Eumenes in a naval engagement. During the attack, he, Hannibal was vastly outnumbered by a superior fleet. Uh, more soldiers, more ships, completely screwed. 
but he ordered his ship to close with the ship that the king was on, and then they launched clay pots at the enemy. Sure. The uh, Pergamones, the people that he was attacking, when they saw what they thought were basically dishes being thrown and uh, catapulted onto their ship, they thought that it was the last-ditch effort of a completely defeated and desperate enemy. Uh, But then they stopped laughing when the pots broke open to reveal hundreds of angry, venomous, and biting snakes. Mm. I love this guy. I think we also mentioned this on the Scorpions episode. Oh, did we? I don't remember that. Snakes episode. During the ensuing chaos, Hannibal's men boarded the ship and defeated the king, which ended the battle. Cut off the head of the snake with a snake. With pots filled with snakes, Yeah. yeah. I have the French nail. The French nail. I think you use your donkey bone and put that yeah, one in. Is say. that the one that you used to to uh, hang up your white flag? <laughs> the French nail. <laughs> <laughs> Locally fabricated and converted bayonets, knives, and stabbing weapons for use in the First World War. These were crude stabbing spikes made by adding a point to a steel stake, usually stolen barbed wire stakes, but also files and shortened bayonets, which had its rearmost section heated and bent into a crude handle. Supposedly, the nail was so successful, the Germans stole the design and concept after they encountered them firsthand. Oh. Oh, wow. And then they started to build mass-produced versions. So, yeah, it's basically uh, trench warfare, little daggers that you can make out of whatever you have uh, at hand. It's kind of like the prison shiv, only in trench warfare style. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then there's Molotov cocktail, of course. Invented by Molotov. Also known as the petrol bomb. Perhaps one of the most infamous and iconic improvised weapons in the real world. A weapon which has such ordinary components as gasoline, a a glass bottle, and some sort of wick or fuse, often a cloth rag. It was successfully used by the Finnish against intruding Russians. The original recipe was a cocktail in that components were mixed and shaken up, particularly a small amount of tar was added to the gasoline to make it stick to the target. Oh, mm. nice. A little early uh, early onset napalm. Yeah, actually, I think the Assyrians or one of their uh, enemies would use olive oil as napalm. Mm. Ah, there you, you go. If you Cause put, put, water, put a bunch of olive oil down a street, yeah, cause water light it on fire. Yeah. yeah, water wouldn't wash it away. Yeah, they would actually use it as improvised napalm. And of course, you have pipe bombs. Oh, anyone, that's a whole episode. Has I anyone think. here made a pipe bomb? No. Uh, <laughs> no. I'm, what? I'm, okay, this seems like a good moment to interject. If you hear of us talking about anything that can be constructed in your house, don't do it. Do not. <laughs> it's probably illegal. Weapons. Do not improvise any of these weapons. They are for amusement only. Get proper weapons, people. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Exactly. Go buy real ones. Kid that I lived in the same town with that I hung out with named Ryan, who uh, built more than one pipe bomb. More than one. Okay. Yep. You like to throw them at cats. Oh, Oh, he sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then you have a Millwall brick. Millwall brick. The Millwall brick. Oh, I know what this is, yeah. Uh, It's a brick that you smash over somebody's head. An improvised weapon made of a manipulated newspaper. It was named for supporters of Millwall Football Club, who had a stereotype reputation for football hooliganism. Oh, nice. The Millwall brick was allegedly used as a stealth weapon at football matches in England during the 60s and 70s. A Millwall brick is constructed from one or more newspaper sheets, rolled and folded to create a handle, and a rounded head at the fold. The Millwall brick becomes harder as more newspaper sheets are stacked. The Millwall brick is used similarly to a shillelagh or a wadi. 
The newspaper sheets can first be soaked with a liquid to add weight. Oh, nice. The blunt end can be wrapped around, uh, wrapped with a shoelace or leather. The ends can be taped together and a string attached to the handle, enabling the user to swing the brick, similar to a meteor hammer. Oh, cool. Which I think we talked about in Blunt Weapons. Yeah. yeah. Yep. A pencil, pen, or large nail can be driven from the first <laughs> from the first interior side near the middle, effectively forming a crude nail bat. What sociopath thought this yeah. up? Yeah, I mean, this is... Soccer like, hooligans. Yeah, yeah, like seriously, that's just, I wouldn't carry that. The Millwall fans are renowned for their chant, no one likes us, we don't care. No one likes us, we don't care. <laughs> well, if they're all sporting one of these, it's no wonder that no one likes them. This isn't yeah. much of a surprise. It's like a, it's, it's like white trash coupaton. A coupaton's a little thing you carry. And you, a coupaton? It's a small blunt weapon that you carry on your, you can actually carry it on a keychain and it doesn't right. look like anything and you oh. use it as a pressure point weapon it's an actual purpose built as a weapon though it doesn't count as improvised right. oh, okay yeah. yeah i mean here's the thing yes yes kevin <laughs> what is the thing that that is here i think as soccer hooligans i've had this this opinion held for quite some time and i'm sure somebody's going to disagree with me out there but i don't care <laughs> soccer hooligans are just people who want to get into fights but want to get lost in the anonymity of being in the crowd with like thirty thousand other people mm-hmm. so they can totally get away with it because they're cowards yeah, cow- yeah cowardly aggression yeah. yeah yeah form a fight club assholes yeah, yeah. you want you yeah. and a bunch of other guys want to fight go do it yeah i don't care fight each other yeah hit each other with blunt objects go yeah. right ahead you're free stop ruining soccer and football or whatever for everybody else yeah that's what i've got outside i think hooligans weapons. should be hooligan oh this has been kevin's weekly wisdom <laughs> yeah. we'll make a calendar so you mentioned uh, prison and gang weapons. Only quietly under my breath while yeah. someone else was speaking. <laughs> Actually, I believe that's Which pres- is why I brought it up again. Okay. <laughs> prison, of course, when you're in prison as a prisoner, you're not, not allowed to have weapons. No. But, not officially. Officially. But, of course, many, many people there want them in order to protect themselves or because they're not good people to get other people that should want to protect themselves. Probably the best-known prison weapon is the shiv, yeah. Yeah. the simple one, uh, also known as the shank, the chiv, the shiv, or the chib. It's uh, any kind of improvised bladed weapon, and it's commonly used by inmates across the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, a shard of glass, pruning shear, a razor blade attached to a handle or a sharpened end of a plastic toothbrush. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. even seen plastic combs that have had their ends sharpened and the comb part turned into an easily graspable handle, yeah. which looks like wickedly dangerous. Oh, like they're yeah. a good oh. size and you can get them really sharp. I've seen sharpened spoons. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Any metal object. I, I like the uh, shift made of toilet paper that Torin sent around. That mm-hmm. one was like, wow, that's ingenious. There's photos that we'll put up on Caustic Soda Pod. Podcast.com, a weapon seized from an inmate at the Braga Maximum Correctional Facility made out of toilet paper, and it only took the inmate four hours to devise uh, this weapon. Uh, the hardness is very similar to hard plastic somehow. I'm not sure how he did that. If he just Some kind of paper mache yeah. and folding or something like that? The tip, shaft, handle, and prongs are hard and will penetrate through material. This weapon has the potential to cause injury, serious injury, or death if used as a stabbing instrument, which uh, is clearly looks like it was made to do because it was, it was made like a, a nine-year-old like, in shop class. It's like one use, two use kind of thing, right? You're not yeah, going to get a lot of durability out of that, but yeah. you really only but need the one. toilet paper is plentiful. Exactly. Yeah. You only need the one. You can always make another. I, wonder, I imagine huh? this uh, this convict opens up a secret door and there's just this row <laughs> upon row of different toilet Man, paper shivs. That, guy, that guy's been going through a lot of toilet paper. You think he's, you know, something seasick? <laughs> or something or he yeah he's in the matrix room and it just rows and rows of we toilet, need more paper, toilet paper 
Ironically, quite often with shivs, they are slathered in feces to infect the wound. Right. So this one's practically already built in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is maybe uh, maybe that's how he did the uh, paper mache. Is he used oh! feces and that's urine the binding yeah. agent? Oh, yeah. This is not the good guards, image. The guards figure he's either got irritable bowel syndrome or he's making like a toilet paper katana or something. <laughs> or you know, a toilet paper woman or something. You know, because they got to fold it over like a thousand times, right? <laughs> to, like make it. He was. He was working hard on his on his toilet paper armor, and yeah. then he would have been able to completely break free. Yeah, he was going to use his feces to generate methane so that he would have a jetpack on the back. This is a completely different superhero than Iron Man, right? Yeah, like Tony Man. Tony Stark, but this is Tony Fart. Yeah, Tony Fart. TP Man. Mythbusters did make a crossbow out of paper, allegedly based on a crossbow built by a prisoner. Right. Uh, we also have a photo of a crossbow made from an inmate. One prisoner in solitary confinement in Manitoba, Canada, spent oh. his time in the dark assembling an incredibly intricate crossbow made of 10 toothbrushes, tongs, string, a lighter, and darts made out of tinfoil and cotton swabs. What? Okay. Yeah, I guess uh, Mythbusters successfully demonstrated the potential of a crossbow made from rolled newspaper and an elastic waistband. Yeah, they, they, it wouldn't have pierced human flesh very much, but if you hit them in the right spot, like right. throat or eye, you could have killed somebody. Yeah. Right. I think my favorite is the cross with the hidden blade down the uh, main shaft of it. Oh, like a crucifix? It, yeah, it looks like a, like a completely intentional weapon. But, yeah, that's... but you would hide it on your wall. Right. We'll put a picture up of that. That's kind of more a concealed <laughs> weapon than improvised. What would homicidal yeah. Jesus do? <laughs> turn the WH Smite. He would smite. Turn, turn the other cheek so you've got a better view. <laughs> We've also got uh, the rash knuckles, which uh, is a variation on brass knuckles. It's a rasp taken from one of the workshops that has been bent around oh. into an oval. These and then the, one side has been turned into a, a nice grip. Oh, these are the things that you like file like metal down with yeah. and like woodwork and stuff. Like oh my God, that would hurt. That would hurt so like much. It'd be like having a cheese grater taken to your cheek. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. Over and over. God, like <laughs> over in, and over. And yeah. much more high density metal too. Like it would be. It's a double because the that those things are really they're thick. carbon. They're deep. Really dense carbon steel. Yeah, usually, I mean, yeah. that would just the punching alone from the brass knuckle portion of it would be deadly. And then you add the grindy parts and the scrapey parts. Do, oh, do you God. do you punch and keep your fist there so you then rub it in? <laughs> yeah, it's like being licked to death by a cat. <laughs> you know, on on a side note, nearly all of these weapons are not intended to like they're intended to hurt. These right. are not necessarily intended to kill. These are intended to cause pain to another human being as much pain as humanly possible. Right. Yeah. Well, what about melted chocolate? Oh, that was Melted awesome. chocolate? Tell me about that. Some prisoners melt down chocolate bars and throw the boiling hot confection over their enemies, which sticks like napalm and causes severe burns. Yeah. Oh, I thought oh, they were going to throw it at diabetics or something and have them go into shock. <laughs> Lactose intolerant. Right in your mouth. <laughs> Lactose intolerant. Yeah. Only if it's milk chocolate. That's true. And also from the, um, the mess hall, mm -hmm. powdered creamer was removed oh. from the commissary in 1984. Because it's flammable, right? Because it was highly flammable. Yeah. Best explosion ever on Mythbusters was the powdered creamer. Inmates would roll up a piece of paper, put coffee mate in it, put a cigarette lighter in front of it, and blow through it to make a flamethrower. That's actually really clever. Yeah, I've seen that Mythbusters where they like make it like a whole barrel full of creamer, and it is That's the only time I've ever monumental. seen them run in fear. 
Like yeah. you, they show the shot of the three of them going, "Wow, that's good. holy crap!" And then they they all turn and run. He's <laughs> like, "That fireball was big." Yeah, it was massive. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, a friend of mine was an accountant at uh, a prison here in BC and told me about one of the guys stabbed another guy something like twenty something times in the kitchen with the tomato cutting knife that he had. He'd been well behaved up to that point, so they allowed him to go in the kitchen. And he stabbed the guy, and I think he died. And my friend saw him as they were carrying the guy away like the the guy who did the stabbing yeah and he looked at him and said you ever just get so mad at somebody you just have to stab them 17 <laughs> yeah, times yeah see it's the problem with being in a place where impu- impulse control doesn't yeah. matter you're not gonna get out yeah impulse control is meaningless yeah. yep i mean they do the same thing in scared straight right i mean if you've seen that movie from the 70s where they're just like i got like three life sentences like what do i care i might as well stab a guy now humans aren't the only ones that can improvise weapons what yeah <gasps> Uh, I've got a YouTube Not video here. Not my favorite here. pet turtle. <laughs> I've got a YouTube video here of some chimpanzees who have been crafting spears out of uh, branches that they've actually sharpened uh-huh. in order to hunt and kill bush babies, which, which they then eat. Another form of primate. Another oh, primate. That was like <laughs> they're the little, feral children. <laughs> they're the little big-eyed, cute, they're adorable monkey-like things. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, we've actually got some video of one of the females crafting a spear. Here she is. She's crafting her spear. Oh, it's a female. Excellent. And then she's going to go. There's a bush baby in a little uh, warren or burrow that she can't reach into. So she's trying to jab it with a stick in order to kill it and pull it out. Oh, okay. Improvised weapons, chimpanzees. Oh, nature. I Come on. One of the definitions of intelligence is tool using. When they discover zip guns, we're in big trouble. What's a zip gun? Oh, zip gun. Cool. That was a segue. (laughs) A zip gun is a one-shot firearm, uh, usually constructed with a block of wood as a handle, a car antenna as the barrel, and a nail to act as the firing pin, and a rubber band to propel the pin. Okay. That just sounds like a overblown potato slingshot. Gun. It's yeah. kind of a slingshot where the sling, instead of shooting something forward, causes the bullet that you've got to fire. Yeah, oh, okay. basically. So this fires an actual bullet, like a yeah. manufactured. So you, get a, real so you get a real bullet. Mm-hmm. And then you create this improvised thing to fire a real bullet. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. It was used by gangs in the 1950s in New York City, uh, common gun construction for prisons. Most of these weapons were chambered for 22 rimfire cartridge. The chamber was oversized, resulting in bulging and splitting of the fired case. As the round was usually low pressure, injury to the fire was uncommon, but did occur. Mm. It right. blew so, up in your hand. Because you're holding Back an explosive fire. in your hand yeah. and setting it off and hoping that everything goes forward. Yeah, I can see that being a really a roll of the dice. Yeah. Because of the unrifled barrel, due to the barrel being a found metal tube, the bullet was not stabilized, and upon leaving the barrel, would immediately begin to tumble and lose velocity. You typically would put a zip gun up to somebody's head yeah. right. and then it's pull a, the trigger. It's an execution right. weapon. Yeah. 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 A cap gun can be disassembled and a barrel added, turning the toy gun into a real gun. Oh. oh. Right. And air guns have been modified to convert them to firearms and been used in a number of crimes. Yeah. Any police officer in Canada is very spotty. When you see anything with a barrel... You tend to treat it as though it can fire a real right, bullet. Right. I don't care what if it's orange plastic; it can still maybe be modified. You know, maybe for one shot. But how about live animals as weapons? Ah, uh, there's a list on Crack.com. Now we already talked about the boa constrictor from our, on our snakes episode that some yeah. guy shoved into someone else's face. Yeah, but in Germany. A uh, 26-year-old student drove up to a Hell's Angels clubhouse near Munich. Oh, that's a bad start Yeah, that's story. just not a good combination of words. Yeah. Yeah. Wearing only a pair of shorts and carrying a puppy. Okay. He dropped his shorts and threw the dog in what is assumed to be an insulting gesture. Okay. <laughs> Why did he drop his 
shorts. He needed to be naked to him. throw them. He was mooning him. Okay. Uh, after True making dog. his getaway, he stole a bulldozer from a construction site and attempted to drive it to Munich. However, this snail-like pace caused a three-mile traffic jam near the southern town of Allershausen. Allershausen. It, this person is insane. <laughs> Is yes. not mentally he, well. He actually threw a puppy like <laughs> at the Hells Angels and Angel. then stole a bulldozer and tried to do a high speed chase with it. Okay, I was expecting him to like throw a puppy that had like a detonation device on it or something. <laughs> like it was a you no. know. We're starting small here. All right, okay. Or like you have a dog and you shoot puppies like out of its mouth or hey, something. There is far the... side the Dobiomatic. The Dobiomatic. Yeah, there's a great far side cartoon of of a uh, of a cat burglar caught in the act, and he's like, and then he was staring down the barrel of Warren's Dobiomatic. Oh and it's dear. It's a gun with a Doberman <laughs> loaded in the. I remember. Oh yeah, there you go. Oh nice. I remember the poodle gun from the Tick animated series. Uh huh. Uh, Florida 2009, Rodney Bolton, a 38-year-old homeless man, waltzed into a Florida pet store one day and stole a ferret by stuffing it down his pants. Okay. That's <laughs> what you do with ferrets. Stole. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> you were and, then, and then he ferreted his stole. No. A uh-huh. uh, 17-year-old kid witnessed the act and confronted the man in the parking lot. So Bolton took the ferret out of his pants and pushed it into the kid's face. The ferret bit the young man in the face. Bolton was charged with dangerously wielding a special weapon. Oh, I get ferrets I, count as a special weapon. I guarantee the police officers that showed up stood around talking to each other for a yeah. good hour going, what can we do to well, this guy? Hold on a sec. Was the, was the ferret um, mentally challenged? Is that, was oh. it was a special weapon? Oh. I'm surprised the ferret didn't bite him. They call them justice. the Special Olympics, Torin. I'm just de- defending my position. He's just going to keep doing that until you stop talking to him. <laughs> New Zealand, 2008. William Singarlarg, 27, launched a hedgehog at a 15-year-old boy. The animal was later discovered dead, but it was unclear whether it was alive when it was thrown. The youth suffered several puncture wounds and a large gash to his leg, but did not need hospital treatment. Police wow. arrested Singaling shortly afterwards and was charged with assault using a weapon, namely the hedgehog. hedgehog. You know, if the hedgehog was dead, I mean, technically that would be a weapon. It's a stabby, pointy thing. I guess so, yeah. It's like throwing a hairbrush at someone. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> that might leave a tiny mark. <laughs> I mean, hedgehogs do look like a weapon. Like, they look like they were made to be thrown. Yeah, you just put a <laughs> habit hang on to, like, a meat tenderizer handle, and you got yourself a mace. No, you, you get one of those... Morningstar. You get one of those hyalize scoops. Yeah. Because the hedgehog, like, defensive, defensively rolls into that little convenient ball oh, anyway. Oh, and then it becomes, like, an yeah. episode of Tron or something. Yeah, totally. <laughs> It's a much cuter, fuzzier version of Tron. <laughs> oh, so this is like a, a level in Sonic the Hedgehog. That's right. <laughs> and he, the uh, as long as he keeps picking up rings, he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like there were like 1D4, you figure, damage. <laughs> if that. <laughs> if that, yeah. 1D2. <laughs> 1D2, but uh, 2D6 of embarrassment points. <laughs> oh. You have to make a morale check after you get Oh, and if there's anyone from, from PETA nearby, they get an uh, automatic critical hit on you. Kevin's head is going to explode. Only if these are actually, fourth edition rules. Only if you actually care what Peter thinks. No, I'm just saying Peter will randomly attack you. Uh, Pamela Anderson is not going to land a critical hit. No, this is true. Her boobs. She, she's going she's to land a critical tit. <laughs> Thank you. That was better.
In the news, <laughs> the body of a Brooklyn man who had been stabbed in the side of the head with a corkscrew was discovered by relatives in his apartment on Wednesday. The man, Murat St. Hilaire, 55, was declared dead at the scene. He was found lying face up on the bedroom floor. Investigators said Mr. St. Hilaire's relatives became concerned when his employer called to say that he had not shown up for work. The corkscrew that was used to stab him in his temple was recovered at the scene, and the case was under investigation. Do you I was think just it, trying to get at the wine in his head. <laughs> Do you think uh, when, when the attack was made, it was all just like like totally slammed in the side of his head so hard that it embedded? Or do you think the person actually yeah. twisted it? That is quite an entry wound. And like, was, was the guy conscious the whole time? Like, wow, that, I stopped turning that! <laughs> it's the difference between a... Uh, one more full rotation, I'm going to get mad. Yeah. Like, dude, seriously, that stings. Oh, that's my brain. That's yeah, all I've got. I have no follow-up. I don't think they found anybody, but just corkscrew. Oh, yeah. That is a pretty improvised weapon. I mean, That's no a one... crime o passion. When you go over to kill somebody, you don't bring your corkscrew yeah. with I'm gonna, you. I'm going to kill that guy. What have I got? i got knives. i got this. I've got a corkscrew. <laughs> yeah. It's not the over. first thing that occurs to you. <laughs> because it'll hurt more. <laughs> Do you think that they were just having a heavy drinking session and somebody was just like, where's that wide mouth bottle I was looking for? I Kunk. can't believe you drank my vintage. <laughs> Either that or it was, hey, buddy, I love you so much. Whack. Forgot you had the corkscrew in your hand, didn't oh, you? Maybe. <laughs> or he got so drunk the guy's head looked like a bottle of wine. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to open you. Come here, buddy. I love you. <laughs> Stop on <laughs> my head. Ah! I love I'm you. I'm just giving you, you a nookie. <laughs> and then the scene ends with the other guy just kind of, uh, slinking away, leaving his dead friend there. It was a noogie with a point. Uh-huh. September 2011, St. Louis. Lorenzo Pollard was doing time at a medium security jail for theft, trespassing, property damage, and resisting arrest. When uh -huh. guards tried to lead him to the shower area, he whipped out a pair of nunchucks he made from bed sheets and a chair from his cell. Clever. Okay, yeah. so like... The bed sheet was the chain, and right. then the bed posts. The bed posts were the sticks. Oh, yeah, the ch chair, chair legs, I should say. When you uh -huh. can make hard objects move at high speeds, that's a weapon. Yeah. Yep. He was able to scale to the second level of cells while brandishing the makeshift weapon. Guards called for backup, and while about a dozen guards tried to corral him, he smashed through glass blocks, shimmied out of his newly created escape hatch, and then got past two razor and barbed wire fences while police dogs and helicopters scoured the area. Wow, this is like... So this guy's like Jason Bourne, basically. Yeah, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Just hours prior, the city's corrections commissioner was suspended from his post because of a slew of recent escapes by prisoners. <laughs> Oh, he, okay, he was totally paid off for that guy's enemies. Like, there's no way that would work otherwise. The mayor said, keeping the prisoners inside the jails is the barest minimum requirement, and it has not been met. I can yeah. just say so. Yeah. Pollard's freedom via nunchucks was relatively short-lived as he lived as he was captured two days later. Freedom via nunchucks. Uh, it's a pretty great sentence. October 9th, 2012. An Arizona business owner, Todd Burns, has been convicted of making and using a homemade chemical weapon against a customer who refused to pay a $200 bill. Okay, what okay. kind of business was he in? He was uh, a pressure washer, so he okay. would go and pressure wash your driveway and charge you 200 bucks for it. All right, okay. The uh, owners of the Tucson home were not happy with the power washing job he did in their driveway, and they stopped payment on a $200 check. Okay. According to prosecutors, Burns vandalized the customer's home and driveway, including strewn motor oil, dead woodpeckers... And packing peanuts. How many? How, how do you get that many woodpeckers? <laughs> Someone would know that. 
<laughs> I know. It's it's not dead woodpecker. Yeah. It's, it's woodpeckers. Where do you get multiple dead woodpeckers? Who's saving up? I, yeah. yeah, it could be. Swastikas and anti-Semitic slurs were spray-painted on the couple's oh, home. Oh, nice. Getting into the improvised weapons section. Wait, wait. The woodpecker wasn't the improvised yeah, weapon? Yeah, woodpecker. No. Well. Just threw it like lawn dart at you? They were just a message. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Remember that time when I woke up with a severed woodpecker head in my bed? And the message oh. was, that's all, folks. <laughs> Because oh! if uh, Woody Woodpecker cartoons have taught me anything, it's yeah. that you can, like, grab him and, like, straighten him out and he goes stiff as a board and you can throw him like a javelin. Exactly. Woody Woodpecker being the source of the name of the Thicket's first demo tape, Gurgle, Gurgle, Gurgle. Maybe. It, mm-hmm. No, it is. I gave you that name. Okay. There's a there's a Woody Woodpecker episode where he's hiding out from some guy in a table, oh, and he right. pretends to be a bottle of ketchup, <laughs> and the guy picks him up and tries to get him out, and he won't. Then he taps the back, and Woody Woodpecker goes, gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. <laughs> and I said, that should be the name of your demo tape. And you were like, okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> the chemical charge was born from a second attack that included a toxic concoction that included paint, motor oil, and ingredients that gave off a chlorine smell and forced a neighborhood evacuation. Whoa. Oh. The couple then moved to a gated community, but were subject to a second attack in 2009. <laughs> wow. Their front door, windows, and garage were sealed. The neighborhood was evacuated after concoction that included paint, motor oil, and foam peanuts was spread outside the home. Burns also set off burning debris and spread dead birds and animals. All that sparked the chemical weapons charges, and he faces life in prison because the chemical weapons charges aimed at terrorists. Yeah. Uh-huh. He would have been charged as a domestic and terrorist, also I'm sure. because the judge was a bird watcher. <laughs> I want to know where this guy's getting all these dead animals and birds. I want to That know. was the rare endangered woodpecker. <laughs> yeah, like, dude. Yeah. He's probably got like, a burrowing owl in there somewhere. Yellow-crested reticulated Albino. Albino woodpecker. Uh, Talking woodpecker. This guy is tenacious. Yeah. Like... If he put this much work into the power spraying job, he uh, would never have ended up in this situation. I always said power spraying was never, nothing good could come of it. What if he had taken all this effort and just said, I'll redo it for you. Yeah. Yeah, You're not happy, I'll come and do it again. And then you can give me a new check. It's the pride. And I'll do it until you're happy. It's the pride. But I think his pride is what's making him throw dead animals (laughs) everywhere. How dare you not pay me for that great job? It was because the slogan of the business was, we do it right the first time. (laughs) Yeah. And if they redo it, then they have to change the whole slogan, exactly. all the business cards. Just eliminate the yeah. people who claim that he didn't do it right the first time. I like the fact that this And trends, everyone in the neighborhood. This transcends like a move on the part of them. And he to tracked, a gated community. He yeah. tracked them down to their new house and snuck in with even more dead animals. Does and he's laughing behind them in the theater, really obnoxiously <laughs> and loud. Does like see this guy like in his house with like that extra fridge full of like dead woodpeckers and hedgehogs? Yeah. This and, is kind of the plot of Cape Fear. This is like <laughs> yeah. you Cape know. Fear with power washing. <laughs> they should have known the logo for his power washing company was a dead woodpecker. Yeah. So October 2012 in the Australian. Thanks to our intern Kelly for this one. Police seized a makeshift weapon made out of the bill of a sawfish following a disturbance call overnight in the small town of Miller's Well, 1500 kilometers north of Perth. A 32-year-old man was acting aggressive and abusive towards officers and the general public. As he was being detained by the police, he struggled violently, kicking one officer in the head, but eventually being placed in handcuffs and secured in the car. A search of the immediate area discovered an unusual weapon, a 45-centimeter long knife made out of the snout of a sawfish attached to a wooden handle. Uh, 45 centimeters is a foot and a half. I'd like Like to point out that's just the sword that the Polynesians used. That's Mm. that's not a small weapon. No. 
That's actually that's the that's pol- like that's a Polynesian inches. ceremonial weapon. That's the sawfish's saw-like beak, called the rostrum, is a multi-purpose tool for the animal. Rostrum. Rostrum. <laughs> Digging buried crustaceans, slashing at smaller fish they sw- that swim by it, and as a means of self-defense against predators like sharks. The Ooh. teeth alongside the beak are not real teeth, but a tooth-like structure. They contain similar structure to the teeth, but do not grow in size. They shouldn't call this the sawfish. This is called the shivfish. Oh. Murderfish. Yeah. Murderfish. As the creature grows older, more of these teeth are added. So... That's a good time. I, I, and again, I, I look at the psychology of that. Like, the guy's got that on his wall, probably. Like, it's, I'm pissed off. It's almost Let a shame he didn't use Let me construct this makeshift yeah. handle. Right. It kind of looks like uh, that obsidian blade that we talked about in our the human Mac-weedle. sacrifice episode with the uh, all the the razor-sharp pieces of obsidian stone around a club. Yeah, it's Mac Weedle. October 9th, 2012. In the mm-hmm. latest edition of a Tunisian children's magazine called Kaz Kuza, which is Arabic for rainbow, oh, they featured... Sounds pleasant. Oh, yeah. You know, kids, kids magazine. Yeah, they, rainbows, yeah. They recently had a transitional government uh, democratically elected. To, you know, they got rid of their uh, extreme Muslim government there. Right. So rainbow obviously means that they're pro-gay marriage. Uh, yeah. They featured a piece about the history of petrol bombs. In its Knowledge Corner column, this included detailed instructions and diagrams on how to construct one. So is this like (laughs) highlights for terrorists? The more you know. It is an improvised weapon that is often used in riots and acts of sabotage because it is easy to make and use. The article read, the article for children. It's the anarchist's toddler cookbook. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) This is a weapon you can make in your Easy Bake Oven. Oh my god, you could use that as a timing device. This could actually be a callback to our Dangerous Toys episode almost. They also also give you instructions of how to use the actual magazine as a rolled up (laughs) club. So yeah, still figuring out how to not spread random violence, I think, in Mm -hmm. their country. One is don't teach kids how to make improvised... Petrol bombs. Petrol bombs, Yeah. yeah. See, my, right. my argument was it's actually a social experiment to see what percentage of Tunisian children are sociopathic. Which ones construct this? Oh, this yeah. And then take photos and, and mail them in? And then take photos and mail them in, yeah. For and then, and then you go and arrest them. The problem yeah. is that you can tell because they're the ones that aren't on fire from the, <laughs> yeah, exactly. the sociopaths throwing petrol bombs exactly, on them. Exactly, yeah. And then you got the whole crippling oh, issue. And boy, yeah. that really helped us figure out which were the bad ones. <laughs> Too bad there are no good ones left. Yeah. Well, without third degree burns, anyway. Uh-huh. I think it's time for our very first pop culture pop quiz. Ooh. I think. I am okay. honored to be part of this. I will name the movie. Mm-hmm. You right. tell me the improvised weapon. Should we just All shout right. it out then so it's first first to think of it as opposed to asking individually? Well, or we, we've all get a stab at it. Dead Alive. Oh, you, you're going to give us the movie. We've got to tell you what the improvised weapon is, not the other way around. I uh, have no idea. Sorry. Dead Alive. I haven't seen it. Don't remember it. Wow. I've seen it. I don't remember. It's don't remember what weapon they're talking Peter about. Peter Jackson, lawnmower. Yeah. No. I've seen Bad Taste. That was awful. So I didn't need to see Dead Alive. Jaws. Oh, uh, uh, Scuba Tank. Lisa gets yeah. it. Gross Point Blank. Oh, uh, uh, pen. That's Does right. He... One oh, for I thought Kevin. he was an eraser at one point. No, no. He uh, got the pen from the uh, insurance right. guy. Remember, That's he right. flicks the right. cap flicks off, thunk. and then he gives it. He gives it. Thanks for the pen, man. When he comes back to the, and he's all beat up and covered in blood. That movie's awesome. Yeah. Cabin in the Woods. Oh, a coffee uh, cup. Bong. Coffee cup bong. Which one's that? It's, it's the, the coffee cup that the, the hippie uses. Okay, I'll give it to you. I was going to go with Bear Trap Attached to a Chain. 
Oh, oh that yeah. was that was what one of the uh, the redneck torture zombie yeah. family. There family may be more than one in these films. Okay, so yeah. whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, but the 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 coffee cup bong is it's becoming iconic. As a yeah, matter of fact, is, like that's actually, a big yeah. thing. People are demanding that they build these now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The extendable coffee cup bong. Yeah. Crocodile Dundee. This is not. A, that's of, not a knife. Can of food. Can of food is one of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's nice. another one. If you can get I it. I know his accent. Uh. No, I, don't, I, don't I can't know. remember. Yanks the car phone antenna off the limo. Oh, yeah. oh he uses right. it as a boomerang. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He bends right. it into a boomerang. Doesn't no, he? no, it's in the shape of one. It's oh, it's I one of those he... antennas in the back. On the back, yeah. Yeah. Little, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark. Snakes. No. Raiders of the Lost Ark improvised weapon. Well, he used the, the he heats up the the medallion and sticks it on his face. Well, that's no. accidental. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so wrong. I know. Hand, I know. In, in Last Crusade, there's a bunch. But yeah, I, the umbrella. The umbrella and uh, other things like that. But I can't remember Raiders. Marion with the frying pan. Oh. oh. Yeah. Okay. Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, bottle. Got it. Yeah. And um, when he doesn't just hit him, he grinds it. Like, no, no, <laughs> yeah. no. See the way. Yeah. He, he. 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 No. He actually deliberately didn't have it break because he wanted to show that it was useful as a blunt weapon. He deliberately has the brandy bottle not break during that scene. He actually clubs the guy to death with it. Yeah, look it up because I'm pretty sure the brandy, brandy bottle does not break. What does he? Sl- what does he slice the commandant's face with then? Was that a razor? That was the woman. The yeah. woman slices him with a razor. He beats a male in a uh, male prisoner to death with a brandy bottle. Yeah, and then the uh, the the woman slices his face open. I thought she uses a knife, the... but I'm um, yeah, whatever. With the razor? No, the straight razor. Yeah, straight razor. Yeah, yeah. she uses so, straight razor. But... Does that count as an improvised weapon? Sure. Oh, it's, the only, it's the second one you've got so far. Yeah. Aliens. Oh, the flamethrower. Oh, alien or aliens? Aliens. Well, the Because alien, it's the, uh, I guess that those are flamethrowers anyway. Well, the loading device. The loading device. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get away from her, you bitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Great feminist moment there. Uh, Shaun of the Dead. Cricket oh, Bat. Cricket Bat. Records. Yeah. Yeah. And records, yeah. yeah. That's two. Don't throw that. That's the White Album. Also, pool cues and darts. Uh, Watchmen. Oh, flamethrower. A whole bunch. Yeah, uh, improvised flamethrower. Yeah, a little improvised flamethrower. The hairspray, D- yeah. He, yeah. He, uh, does he drop marbles down to make them fall? Is that in... I don't know if it's in the movie. I don't remember no. that. Uh, well, uh, the toilet. The, the toilet. The Lisa, frying yeah. oil. My favorite scene in all of comics, the frying oil, and I liked it in the movie too. He catches the one guy's hands through the bars, and they have to use that saw to like saw his arms off. Right. Yes. So that they can cut it open to get at Rorschach in the yeah, prison. Yeah, he he, he oh, yeah he traps okay. the fat guy so they can't unlock the door. All right, so I'll then, give you that one, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, the Bourne series. Oh, all of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everything he touches. <laughs> Using the magazine to ignite the uh, gas stove is one of the big ones. And there's a ballpoint pen kill. I yeah, think, there's definitely a ballpoint pen kill. There's multiple instances of using blunt objects that were not intended. Hot fuzz. Uh, I don't. I, you know, I have such a vague recollection. Yeah, of hot I don't fuzz. remember the. Well, oh, the steeple. The, the top of the church. Yeah. Was that a weapon? <laughs> well, it killed a guy. I don't know if it was <laughs> no, on purpose. Using using the well, I guess when the guy fell on the fake steeple, that's not using it as a weapon. No, the steeple fell on him. Yeah, yeah. but right at the end, uh, uh, oh. Dalton falls on the fake steeple oh, in okay. in the little miniature town. There's a flower pot. Someone gets stabbed to death with shears. Yeah, that, yeah, um, yeah. Nearly all the murders are committed without traditional weapons. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're yeah. So this is a part of the church roof, gardening shears, a car, a combination of natural gas and burning food. It's funny for a, a movie that is like in my head. All I can think about is all the gunplay. 
Yeah, yeah. That's all well, that's because that's too. the finale. But, but yeah, I guess not many people died from guns, really. Old boy? Never heard of it. it. Oh. I've heard of it. I keep hearing I should oh, see it, but I haven't seen so it. So I've seen Old Boy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a hammer. Also, a toothbrush, a screwdriver, and a broken CD. Yeah, you guys not heard about this movie? No. It's a Korean I've... movie. It's creepy as hell. It's about this guy who gets kidnapped and locked in a cell for like 20 years, and he escapes to try and figure out why they locked him away for 20 years. So kind of Monte Cristo, but with Koreans? Yeah, basically. And then he's, he's, it turns into this total wicked awesome revenge movie. Okay. Mm. Jackie Chan's first strike? His body. Uh, <laughs> first strike. It's so hard to remember which they all movie blend? he had. Yeah. Which well, you know, I'll thing. take any Jackie Chan a, movie. He had a, there's <laughs> a, a, a table, his jacket. Uh, He's done the pool cue pool thing. Cues, a ladder. Yeah. Uh, a ladder, yep. Brooms. Uh, his shoes. He, yeah, he's throwing his shoes at people. I know that. Yeah. You okay. could probably just start naming alcohol, any, any, anything, yeah. and yeah. Jackie Chan okay. has probably used it at some point. Uh-huh. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, oh, breadsticks. Uh, no, the, breadsticks. There, there were sausage nunchucks at one point. Oh, he's right. I'm Was wrong. that in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yep. Yes, he, he's movie? right. I'm no, wrong. no, in in the, the third. But I can't remember which one it was, was for sure. The third one was the one back in time. But right, I'm talking one... about the first one. Oh, okay. I oh, don't okay. remember. The first one where evidently Elias Coteas yeah. plays Casey, Casey Jones. He's Casey Jones, yeah. I did oh, not know that. And Casey Jones has his golf bag full of improvised weapons, such as it's cricket a... bat, golf club, baseball bat, hockey, hockey, hockey stick. Yeah. Exactly. You didn't remember that that was Elias Coteas? I saw it when it came out in theaters, then I never saw it again. I've seen it multiple times. <laughs> I knew who he was when he was in that show, and I was yeah. like, wow, I can't believe that they, they got, got him. him. Yeah. No, I yeah. didn't know who he was. It was clearly one of those roles that they take just because they're going to have fun. They can have like a month well, of screwing around with like hitting things with golf he clubs. Wasn't, and, you he know? wasn't particularly famous at the time. I'm he sure just he done enjoyed, Jesus in Montreal. I'm sure he enjoyed the paycheck as well. Yeah. But he might have shot Teenage Mutant Initials before they That's shot true, Jesus right, in Montreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Kevin, you've got five. Joe, you've got one, two, three, four, five, nine. Uh, Lisa, you have one, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ooh. There you go. Right. See, this is why you guys hire me. That's why we bring in the expert. <laughs> That's why we pay the big bucks. So we don't have to do the work. Did he miss anything besides the transporter? Uh, Romeo Must Die. Terrible movie that I worked on. Technically, he uses the woman as a bludgeoning weapon. The woman as a bludgeoning. Does <laughs> he, he swing around he like He picks nunchucks? her up and swings her around oh and hits people God. with her feet. There's another super famous pen scene. Uh, Joe Pesci in uh, yeah. Goodfellas. Right. right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Point break. Point break. He throws a Doberman at Keanu Reeves. Oh, call back to the Doberman gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's an improvised weapon. He, that shot of them running through the running through the door. The next thing you see is the dog flying And then uh, Full Metal Jacket was another one I had a, an improvised weapon from. Does anybody remember what I'm thinking well, of? You're thinking that? of the of the soap and the towels, That's right? exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. The, when they, uh, they wrap when they... the soap bars up in towels and punish Gomer. Yeah. Oh, Gomer Pile. That one was all used because Lindley leave bruises usually. Yeah. 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 It's a sock party. Steven Seagal's first three movies are replete with improvised weapons. Yeah. But my personal favorite is the pool hall scene from Out for Justice, where uh, he wraps up a pool ball in a like rag that he takes off the bar and smashes all these dudes with it. He and actually then, uses uh, the rag itself at one point. Yeah, yeah. and then he uh, and then of course they they have like a little stick fight with uh, a couple of pool cues. I completely <laughs> forgotten this, but the guy he's stick, stick fighting is down into Santo, which is Bruce Lee's training partner and essentially the living god of stick fighting. Oh, oh there yeah. you go. It's not a good stick fight. We'll embed this video on com. The stick fighting part is ridiculous. They're obviously not 
even trying yeah. together and the, the one scene where you can see them both just waving their sticks that they're probably not connecting at all now all in the effects. scene's defense we are watching it here in the studio with the sound off yeah so i encourage everyone to watch the stick fight component with the sound off. Oh, I always a watch a movie difference. first with the sound off. Yeah. I would suggest, as a uh, just as an example, watch the little Filipino um, Asian guy. He's down in Santo. Just watch him move, and then watch compare it to the way Steven Seagal is moving, and you can see Steven, Steven Seagal moves. Steven Seagal actually does move. Yeah, he doesn't move much anymore. I don't think. But, no, no, he's yeah. corpulent now. But <laughs> corpulent is a great word. Kevin. Thank you. When I say Star Trek, the original series, uh-huh. Arena. So going to TV. There we go, Arena. <laughs> That's the one I'm thinking of. Which I knew, I knew that he would get roundly proven to be impossible. But <laughs> what? What are you about? when he fights the Gorn captain on that ship, and he, he has builds... to gather the diamonds and the big, huge alien bamboo, and then the uh, sulfur, the sulfur, and creates gunpowder and, and charcoal. Futurama has uh, the Franklinator. The Franklinator. Benjamin Franklin invented uh, a badger tied to a stick. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, he, okay. The, he, the... <laughs> That doesn't sound like no, an invention. No, badgers are really mean. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily sound like an invention. I think invention is a pretty liberal term for well, that. that's why it's improvised. Okay. Uh, in the comics, you have, of course, Crusher Creel, the absorbing man who wields a ball and chain from yeah. his imprisonment. Oh, yeah. I never really understood what that guy's power was. He absorbs the traits of things he touches. Yeah. Yeah, so he's kind of roguish. Well, no, it's if he touches steel, he becomes steel. Oh, he which got... is, I'm getting him confused with somebody else. Yeah, he There's wants... another guy. Yeah, with like Nick a ball Nolte and chain. basically played the absorbing man in the first Hulk movie. In the Ang Lee Hulk movie. Yeah. yeah. In the not good Hulk movie. Yeah, then he, he became lightning. He basically yeah. he touched <laughs> Mjolnir once, and then Thor could control him. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was bad. To me, guy who was <laughs> yeah. like my hammer. <laughs> Thor just waited around till it took full effect, and then he could do stuff to him like he was Mjolnir. It was pretty good. Because there was a guy, there was a, a, a bad guy team called the Wrecking Crew. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. just four of them. Can One of them, Thunderball, has a wrecking ball. Oh, so that's the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah. Absorbing Man all, often teamed up with them just because they had the same kind of gimmick, yeah. Right. Yeah. right. And in the World Wildlife Federation of Justice, there's oh. Wrecking Bull. Ooh. Oh, okay. Cyborg bull with a big giant ball on a chain. Okay. One of the uh, one of the ones I sent through is in the Marvel Ultimates universe, which is kind of their grittier version of their universe. The Ultimates Hawkeye right. can allegedly make turn anything into a weapon, including in one famous scene, his own fingernails. But he has to pop his fingernails off. He popped off his fingernails off and threw them through to people. Yeah, he's basically just watched his wife and children be murdered. They killed his son in his arms. He's now no. strapped down and been told that he's been interrogated for three days, and we're going to use all the information that you told us to kill your friends. So basically, they turned him into Bullseye. Yeah, that's exactly The it. ultimate Hawkeye is Bullseye, basically, yes. Yeah. Bullseye has broken his own teeth out of his mouth to spit them at people. Bullseye's awesome. I- yeah. But Hawkeye is not Bullseye until you get to the Marvel Ultimates universe. The, yes. The and then they went, but then oh, it there's went this backwards. character, there's this other character who's way cooler than this character. I so am a Hawkeye booster. I love Hawkeye and I will not hear this. This <laughs> I will not stand here for this. I am heavily armed. Uh, Bullseye, at one point he'd been beaten into paralysis, which apparently happens a lot. And yep. he had to be kept on liquid food. Otherwise, he would have used his own stool as a weapon. Oh, my God. Uh, And TVTropes.com, which was a source of amazing information for us on this, calls that Dung Fu. Dung Fu. They actually, (laughs) as a connection, at one point they had an evil Avengers, and Bullseye was masquerading as Hawkeye. Oh, interesting. They dressed him up as a Hawkeye costume, and the Hawkeye character at one point seeing this on TV goes, unless that's me... 
that guy's got to get out of that costume. Let's see. Bullseye fought Venom in Sinister Spider-Man. He lobbed a yapping dog, which ended up clamping onto Venom's eye throughout the entire fight. Oh, oh nice. nice. That's a good one. That's I like that. That's cool, yeah. I, I just can't imagine... Let's, let's all try to pop a fingernail to off. To pop a fingernail off. Well, I think if you've been tortured for three days and you're insane because you've murdered your of, children in front of you. <laughs> I don't have the years of finger strength training that Hawkeye does. Although I, you know, <laughs> this is true. A few weeks ago, I stubbed my toe, and I, yeah. oh, that hurt. I was walking around, and then I and I was sitting down, and I put my feet on top of each other. Wow, this what's this pokey thing? Uh-huh. And it and popped I looked right down off. And my it... and the toenail was at a perpendicular angle. Oh, nice. to my toe, and I, oh, look what I did to myself, <laughs> and didn't and, even notice until then, you visually saw it. Yeah, and, and then I and then I tried to pull it off, and it was just attached by two little strings on oh. either side of the so base. And it hurt so much. <laughs> and I tried to make my girlfriend watch me pull it off, <laughs> but she wouldn't do it. At least you think she wouldn't do it because you passed out from the pain. Did right? you? No, it didn't hurt at oh. all. Well, it hurt a little bit. I'd like to point out I would have pulled it off. Did you throw did you throw the whole like if you loved me you'd watch this happen? <laughs> and then I threw it her threw eye. <laughs> like Hawkeye would have. Yeah. I'm practicing. Superman has used some pretty incredible improvised weapons. Like the moon. <laughs> <laughs> or a skyscraper. Yeah, he or... once he once used the Empire State Building as a weapon against Doomsday. Okay. Was there anyone in it? No, it had been evacuated oh. beforehand. This is Superman. Thank goodness for that. Thank goodness nobody was hurt. No, but can you just see the image of what the hell is happening? I used my x-ray vision floor by floor while Doomsday waited. It's <laughs> for the greater good! Is he screaming to everybody <laughs> dying in the building? Uh, in video games, Fallout 3 has quite a few pretty cool oh, improvised they weapons. Do. You, which you can build. I mean, you just find the schematics for it, and right. you can build, like... Uh, bottle cap mines. Bottle caps being the, the money in the game, you yeah. use them kind of as, as coins, but you can also put them into, basically, uh, like a container filled it's with explosives. It's a lunchbox, yeah. A lunchbox, yeah. I have, uh, I've never played this game, but you guys have talked about it enough times. I feel like I've played this you game. You have to play it. It's really good. I don't yeah. think my computer can play it. The railway rifle shoots railroad spikes yep. as its weapon. And it makes this awesome toot-toot. No, it's when you shoot it, like the train's coming down the line. And the rocket launcher fires any junk you pick up, like baseballs, tin cans, teddy bears. Yeah, it's oh. pretty awesome. Oh, there you go. I wish it did more damage, then I would use it more. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's cr- fun to create. Is the graphic and... cool? I... Oh, yeah, well, yeah, oh fires... the graphics in it are always awesome. Yeah. Uh, has anybody played the In Nominee role-playing game? Do you guys know about this one? I know, I know about it. I've never played game, it. It's a Steve yeah. Jackson game. It's pretty cool. I, I played it when it first came out, and but I love the world that they've created. This is kind of angels and demon war. You you basically are playing an angel. I think you can also play a demon. uh, And God has disappeared. And so you guys are becoming much more active on the world and fighting between yourselves and then sometimes working together as well. But very specifically, uh, one of the types of angels is Malachim. And each angel has different abilities based on what archangel they work for. And the archangel of creation is called Eli. And he's kind of like the hippie angel. Uh, where all the rest are very, they're all very uh, codified and not so much militaristic, but organized. Like, you do things this way. I'm this angel. Here's my rules. You follow them this way. We're all about this. Eli's like, hey, man, go do whatever you want. It's all cool. Like, you know, <laughs> just be creative. And the special ability that Malachim of Eli have is that they can use anything and use it as a weapon with the damage of that weapon being based purely on the result of their perception role. Okay. Oh, their ability to perceive its usefulness so, as a weapon. And I, so I made a Malachim of Eli. I had him one time pull an aerial off a car and jam it into the nasal cavity of a demon, and it 
bent in and came out the mouth and then he just pulled both ends through and killed the guy <laughs> okay oh, that's that was brilliant. a lot of fun to describe yeah. uh <laughs> and, ex- and explained how you can do more damage than a rocket launcher with you know focus a- an antenna right car it created in the deadlands universe a character that a pacifist character that used guns as throwing weapons they don't have a lot of damage, unfortunately. No. Yeah. It was only like a 1d6, but I could stun with them. And then they could pick them up and shoot you back. Oh, no, no. They've been modified, so they couldn't shoot. Oh, okay. She took them off of people who had become pacifists and used them as throwing weapons. Well, if we're going to talk about our gaming characters... <laughs> and yeah. Kevin's head will explode. Let's hear it. <laughs> Second edition Dungeons & Dragons, I had an orc, uh, a half-orc named Cromlech, who carried an oar around. An oar. An oar from a boat, and that was his weapon of choice. So okay. he's like uh, Miyamoto Musashi? Yeah, Musashi know, used that, that as a weapon. In one of his famous duels, Musashi fought a guy with an oar. This is the real person? Yeah. Yeah. Well, know. it's it's. I think the story is probably apocryphal, but allegedly when fighting a guy who used an extra long katana, he fashioned a boken out of an oar and nice. hit him with it. In, well, in it's the, very useful when you have 18 double zero strength. <laughs> <laughs> in the Dead Rising video games, the, uh, <sighs> the zombie survival games, the first one you're in a mall, you can use almost anything as a weapon in that game. That's kind of their thing. Is this is like the, a first person shooter kind of thing? Uh, third person, like it's over the shoulder kind of thing. You're stuck in a mall with all these very Romero type zombies, so they're all generally very slow and right. you can push your way through as long as, you know, you don't get bitten or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But you're in a mall, so there are chainsaws, but also gardening implements and shopping head, carts, moose oh, heads. Moose uh, and you can craft a bunch of these things together. So you can take a shopping cart and put like big stakes on the front and then just charge through hundreds and hundreds of zombies. And so don't get trapped at the gap. Yeah. No. <laughs> Improvised jeans. Yes. Yeah. You could throw sweaters of, at them. Stay clear of uh, Victoria's Secret. Hey, if you get those jeans wet, you can do some serious snapping. <laughs> Ow, that stings. <laughs> it's such a weird feeling to know you're alive. It's such an awful feeling. You're dying inside. And when you wake up, startled to say, I hope I don't go crazy today. Caustic Soda was recorded by Mike Leeson while undergoing buckyball therapy. To comment on episodes, make donations, and for links, images, videos, and show notes, visit causticsodapodcast.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at Caustic Podcast. Or email us at info at causticsodapodcast.com. Thanks for listening.